Alright guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to Improvement Podcast. So today I want to touch on limiting body fat gain while bulking. Uh, first of all, as I usually do, quick update from myself. So currently sitting at two and uh or just just less than two and a half weeks out from the British finals and the past week not a ton to comment on in terms of drastic changes or anything magical we're doing. I'm just simply chipping away, digging away some more body fat. Uh, cardio was increased uh, to two times a week. It was removed and I've also had two eggs dropped from my meal plan uh, daily, basically. Uh, so yeah, we're now in the final stretch, really. Two and a half weeks until my first, my first finals and then after that, it is another two weeks until the other one. So yeah, final push, final dig. So it's getting exciting. It's getting close to the end. I'm feeling pretty. I'm 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 in the trenches. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of feeling a bit rubbish. But like I said, we're nearly there. So yeah, we're getting there. And in terms of today's episode, I'm going to touch on limiting body fat gain while bulking. And the reason being is. Nobody wants to gain unnecessary body fat and be fluffy for no reason when they don't have to be. So, when you are gaining, when you are trying to bulk, if you are wanting to build maximum amounts of muscle, you'll have to bulk. You can't just maintain your weight. Like if you, let's say throughout a year, you don't you don't gain any weight. Do you think you're really going to gain substantial amounts of muscle? I Probably not. Whereas if you do commit to a gain phase, if you gain, let's say, 10 kilos, more of that's going to be muscle tissue than if you just maintained your weight. So although when you are bulking, gaining body fat is part of the process, you will gain some body fat. You can do, or the strategies we can put in place to minimise how much body fat we gain. But saying that is part of the process, so don't be afraid to gain some body fat because... Long term it will pay off, long term if you gain a bit of body fat you'll have more muscle to show for it than if you just maintain your weight throughout the whole year. So, first point I want to touch on is giving your body a reason to gain the muscle tissue. So when you're gaining, train as hard as you can of course. This kind of goes without saying but I think it is good to put into perspective. If you are giving your body a reason to build muscle, then you're going to be less likely to gain body fat. For example, if you're training as hard as you possibly can, taking big progressions in performance, you've, you're giving your muscles more reason to grow than if, let's say, you were, you were bulking, let's say, with the same rate of gain. Let's take two people. One individual, they're super consistent with their training, they training as hard as they possibly can, and they're gaining, let's say, a kilogram a month. Let's take the second individual. They are gaining the same amount of weight a month, but they're missing sessions here and there. They don't put much effort in, and uh, they're not really making the most of things. Who do you think is going to have more muscle and less body fat if they do that for a year? Probably the person who is more consistent training as hard as possible, doesn't miss sessions. Because if, let's say, you're, if you're gradually gaining weight but not giving the muscle a reason to grow, not providing the stimulus or the stress on your muscle, it needs to adapt and build new muscle, 
then you're going to be gaining body fat whereas if you bully bully the muscle and if you give your body no chance but to build muscle if you give it the demand it needs to grow new muscle then you will have less body fat by the end of it and yeah so basically be consistent if you have a let's say a gradual rate of gain and you provide that or and you combine it with poor consistency it's probably not ideal for muscle growth it's ideal to gain body fat if you're missing sessions here and there not that you can't have flexibility but just bear it in mind and have it to an extent so yeah we want to be as consistent as we can if we want to limit body fat gain next up is rate of gain so the rate of which you gain weight will influence how much body fat you'll gain during a gaining phase so if you have a more gradual rate of gain you're more likely to gain more muscle and less body fat for example let's say you gain a kilo a week or let's say you gain 0.25 kilos a week and the person who gains a kilo a week they will gain a bit more body fat because they're gaining at a faster rate and sorry to brush your bubble if you think you can but most individuals can't gain a kilogram of muscle within a week so it's not the most sustainable or possible for most individuals unless you've got ridiculously good genetics as well as being as consistent as you possibly can so yeah most individuals won't be able to do so so in general having a gradual rate of gain will mean you'll limit body fat gain but still gain muscle tissue so it, there's no perfect rate of gain and there's a lot of things that you need to take into consideration like your training age like your consistency uh, and like how, how your sleep and stress management is at a time because that will affect your ability to build muscle uh, so was, and if you've just entered like a gaining phase after a diet that can influence it too or have you been gaining for ages uh, so a lot of things will impact it but one percent of your body weight per month is a not bad place to start but again i could be limiting your rate of gain because if let's say you have never trained before you're just starting to train you're being super consistent and loving it and you're growing like an absolute weed and you're not gaining much body fat and let's say you're gaining more than one percent of your body weight per month then why should you stop there's no reason to stop that Whereas if, let's say, you've been training for 20 plus years, then you probably want to have a more gradual rate of gain because you, you're not going to be gaining muscle at the same rate. So yeah, but there's no specific rate of gain you need to follow. And again, it depends on numerous factors. You can argue if you gain too slow, you're limiting how much progress you can make in that period of time. And you can say the opposite. If you gain too fast, you're giving yourself unnecessary body fat to lose, which you can then risk muscle loss and need to spend more time dieting which isn't going to put you in a good position to build muscle so a few things to consider there and uh, next up is off-plan meals and meals out and how you handle them so off-plan meals what I basically refer to them as just meals where you go out you let's say enjoy a, a dinner that sort of thing or people call them cheap meals i don't like to call them cheap meals because if they are let's say factored in to your calorie range or you just decide to have one because the time is right for one you're gaining then there's nothing wrong with it and it shouldn't be referred to as cheating on your diet it's not a healthy thing to refer to it as a cheat meal so 
if let's say you go out for an off-plan meal once a week and or once or twice a week and you go absolutely all out you have let's say an absolute massive meal you don't factor it into your calories and you just totally go off the rails then you'll probably gain a bit more body fat than you want and on the other hand, if let's say you save space within your calorie intake for the day, you factor it into your calories and you make sure you still hit your usual calorie goal by estimating it or getting the calories off the menu and then you tr still try and hit your protein and you get back on track afterwards, the second option is going to put you in a much better spot. So try and hand handle them sensible while also enjoying yourself, of course. And the reason why this is obviously going to be a bit more beneficial, being sensible, is if let's say you have an absolute massive meal and it causes your weight to spike up one kilos, do you think you've gained that one kilogram of muscle overnight? Probably not. Do you think you've gained some body fat? Probably if you've done that in one meal. And having one big bolus of calories in one massive meal is going to be different than a gradual rate of gain daily. For example, if you have to think about it in theory, if let's say you gain 0.1 kilo of your, or let's say you gain, yeah, 0.1 kilo a day, you do that throughout a whole year, that's going to be put in a better position to build muscle than if let's say you gain 0.7 kilos once every week, because you're setting that maintenance the rest of the time, and that big spike is just from one meal, so you're more likely to store that as body fat in my opinion. Obviously, what matters most is a gradual rate of gain over time, but then you can consider is it gradual within like let's say a daily scheme or is it gonna be like six days at maintenance and a big spike? If we can have it like gradually, slowly trending up over time, instead of a massive spike, the maintenance, a massive spike, the maintenance, you'll probably be in a better position to build muscle and limit body fat. If you've already got your diet nailed, let's say you're tracking your calories, you're making sure you're gradually gaining weight you are yeah you're like your your nutrition's pretty much nailed you could consider having a different like calorie intake on your training day and non-training day and this is if you're already nailing your diet if you're not focusing on your calories or not eating enough protein then don't focus on this or if you're not eating or if you're not sticking to your food daily then there's no point stressing about this. Uh, but if you are already nailing things, then you can have a different intake. And the reason being is some people might have different calorie requirements on a training day and rest day. And the reason being is if, let's say, you you don't have crazy high activity on your rest days for whatever reason and you're not training, which you shouldn't be on a rest day, you're going to be burning less calories. So... It makes sense to therefore have a lower calorie intake as a result of that. So you can look to maybe drop your calories by, let's say, 300 on a rest day or that, just because you're not going to be burning as much, so it makes sense consuming less. And eating more when energy demand is higher, and eating less when energy demand is lower, so that you're in a gradual rate of gain. And let's say on your rest days, it doesn't make sense the days we're resting to be in a bigger surplus, to be in a bigger bulk. And when I say surplus, I mean calorie surplus, meaning eating more calories than you're burning, which will make you gain weight. So it makes sense being in a steady surplus and not on a 
higher surplus on your races, if that makes sense. And and then another benefit that could potentially be helping your appetite. For example, when you're bulking, you do so for a long period, your digestion can get poor from just pounding the food all the time. If you're on high calories, your appetite can also drop. So sometimes just having that day at maintenance on, let's say, a non-training day can do you a lot of good for your appetite can do you a lot of good for maintaining a gradual rate of gain and maintaining like a better body composition and also managing hunger and digestion uh, the two kind of go hand in hand if you've got good hunger you've got good digestion if you've got good digestion you'll usually have good levels of hunger uh, so yeah it makes sense to do so having like a non-training day and training day food and what you can also look to do is have different like foods on your rest days if you follow like a meal plan approach. For example, having like, let's say, a source of fish or salmon. Uh, oh, salmon is fish, not or. Like salmon, sorry. Or maybe having a steak, something that you enjoy, that sort of thing. And having structure around what you eat on your non-training day. Or making that times you where you get a meal out, but you make sure it's factored into your calories, of course. Next up is centering your food around your training. So... Around the training windows, when we utilize and absorb carbohydrates best. So when we think about it on paper, that's when we're using the energy. So it makes sense eating more around that period. It doesn't make sense. Let's say, let's say doing the complete opposite. Just looking at it on paper, it doesn't make sense at all to be eating the calories we want to put towards muscle as far away from our session as possible. It makes sense to have them around their sessions, so we utilize them for energy, so we utilize them for building muscle and storing glycogen to be used as energy and building new muscle. So ideally you want a decent amount of carbohydrate intake around our training for performance and just for generally making sure we're utilizing it towards muscle growth. And like let's say you train at the end of let's say you train let's say you eat five times a day or four or whatever. But let's say if, I'm just, for this example, five times a day. Let's say you train between meal four and five after work. Then it wouldn't make sense, let's say, having two massive calorie meals first thing in the morning and then not eating much calorie high-calorie meals the rest of the day. Makes sense to do an opposite. And let's say not eating a ton when you don't need it first thing in the morning and eating more when you're around your training window. And I think long-term... All these things are going to be like long term, it will have the effects. So if let's say you put one of these habits in place, you're probably not going to see the effects of it over a day. You're not going to see the effects of it over two days. But if you keep these habits in place and carry it out on a daily basis, the there'll be 1% it will give you, the 0.1%. The marginal gains will add up over time and that's something I'm a big believer of. That is basically what building muscle is. You go to the gym once, you're not going to build muscle. You repeat that throughout a whole year you'll build muscle it's like the same applies with your nutrition we have it's like eating more protein having better water intake all those wee habits will add up but doing one habit let's say for one day it's not going to make a difference so yeah if you center your carbohydrates around your training you'll arguably get a better end result in terms of like putting that food towards muscle growth because we basically we are as sensitive to carbohydrates after our session because we've put ourselves in a position to utilize them so not only will it help us recover and build muscle it will help us utilize it towards doing so not gaining body fat next up sleep well 
so seems a bit strange stating sleep, like why am I talking about sleep? So better sleep equals better performance. And again, going back to giving the reason for the weight to go on is muscle. If we are sleeping well, our training is going to be going much better. We're going to be progressing better, which means we're going to be giving our muscles that demand to grow. Whereas if we're, let's say, sleeping terribly, we're not going to be having that we're not going to be having that ability to perform well to give our muscles the demand to grow. And as well as that, when we sleep better, we have better insulin sensitivity. So it's shown after one night of poor sleep that we aren't as sensitive to... Well, basically we don't... Yeah, we're not as insulin sensitive, which basically means we can't have the ability to utilise carbohydrates and... Yeah, utilise our carbohydrates. The more insulin sensitive we are the better we utilise carbohydrates. So if we're not as insulin sensitive, then what that basically means is we're more likely to store carbohydrates as body fat instead of using it towards building muscle, which obviously we don't want. And yeah, so it basically gives the gives the muscle a reason to be put on instead of gaining body fat and means we're more likely to, if you've got better insulin sensitivity, we are more likely to be more sensitive to carbohydrates and utilize the carbohydrates for energy better instead of storing them as body fat, which will also just give you better general health, uh, good sleep, as well as having better insulin sensitivity. So lastly, the last thing I'll touch on today is holding phases. So a holding phase is basically where you just hold your weight, as the name suggests. You don't need to constantly push food up. Uh, weight doesn't always need to go up. What I mean by that is, if let's say you've had a couple of weeks where you've gained faster, meaning a couple of weeks where, let's say, you've gained, let's say, 0.5 kilos or, let's say, closer to a kilo because you've had social events, because you've been eating out a bit more just because you're, like, you just didn't expect to gain that fast and you happen to. Uh, then what you could look to do is, or maybe you handled off-plan meals slightly poorer than you thought you did because... At the end of the day, sometimes you can't completely guess, like, you can't guess super accurately how much calories is in certain foods. So let's say your weight has went up quite fast. Then there's no reason why you can't just hold your weight for, like, let's say two weeks. So let's say then the week after, you eat your normal calories and your, week doesn't really, your weight doesn't really budge much. That's fine. You can do that for a few weeks because we don't need to constantly be gaining weight. If, let's say, performance is flying... We are doing really well in the gym. There's no reason why we can't just hold that body weight while we're still progressing well. Because it, it gives us the ability to see if the, our weight's definitely stalled. Because if, let's say, as soon as we don't see our weight go up, we be like, add food, add food, then it could just be a one-off reason why our weight didn't gain. Let's say we've done more steps than usual. So it's good to give the weight a chance to see if it's definitely stalled and stopped climbing up. And uh, also, just wait until we've got the requirement for more food. Let's say you hold your weight for two weeks and then performance was flying and now it's not flying as much. You're, let's say, dropping weight now and then you're like, right, now's the right time to add food and then do so. Because at the end of the day, when we want to build muscle, we want to spend as long as possible gradually gaining and as little possible losing weight, dieting. Uh, so if, let's say, we can spend longer in a gaining phase through, let's say, holding our weight and not being super aggressive, pushing it up, and not 
pushing it up when we don't need to unnecessarily when we're not going to benefit from it then that's only going to benefit us so hope you've enjoyed this episode please if you did subscribe if you're watching on youtube leave me a like uh, if you're watching this on or listen to it on apple podcasts or spotify please leave me a follow and a rating and review that would be greatly appreciated uh, and yeah hope you've enjoyed as always any suggestions in terms of like topics you'd like to see then please let me know and yeah feel free to share this on your story tag me so i can thank you for listening to the episode that sort of thing and of course if you did enjoy it then reach out and let me know please so have a great week everyone and thank you again for listening